0: What's up, this is Chase Yard. What's up, this is Terry McLaurin. This is Carson Wentz, and you're listening to Washington Football Talk Podcast.
1: All anyone wants to talk about is the possible ouster of Dan Snyder. I actually got some odds on that, which are kind of interesting, from an offshore bookie, lest anyone from the American Gaming Association or whoever they are call me and yell at me for looking at offshore numbers. Anyway, I don't think Dan's going anywhere, and he's certainly not going anywhere this week. What is happening this week? The Commanders are playing the Packers, damn it. The Commanders need a win if they're going to climb back in this thing. And for reasons that I kind of understand, there's Heineken fever. Let's get to it.
2: See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together.
1: What up, everybody? It's J.P. Finley. It's Washington Football Talk podcast brought to you by Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them, want you to do the exact same thing. I am checking in from an undisclosed location. Uh, Pete's in Ashburn, big man's at his house. Hey, boys, what's going on? I'm jealous of your location and I'll leave it at that location, location, location. All right. So, um, plenty to discuss this week. I, I, I make a motion to make this a football podcast. Anybody disagree?
3: I yay.
1: And, and to that end, I want to make it a football podcast because the people from BetOnline.ag who are an offshore book and there's thousands of them and plenty of people use them. Um, they always they have good PR people. They sent me this. Will the NFL owners get the 24 votes needed to oust Daniel Snyder? Yes, plus 500. No, minus 800. And they put a note on here. The odds suggest an 89% chance that Daniel Snyder won't get ousted. So let's just chill on the Snyder stuff. And let's talk Commanders Packers. All right? Um, the biggest news, the biggest news item is Jahan Dotson. Um, it, now... We're going to quickly invoke a rule of Tandler, never listen to players when they talk about injuries. Pete, tell us what you saw and what Dotson said after practice.
3: Thursday, 3.15 p.m. We are recording this, and in Thursday's practice during the quarterback receiver drills, Jahan was running an over route uh, deep across the field from the right side to the left side. He caught a nicely thrown ball from Taylor Heineke. And just as I went to look away to look at something else, I saw Jahan not slam, but push the ball down onto the ground in a bit of frustration and grab at his leg a bit. And then he slowly walked over to the middle of the field, back towards the right sideline where he was intercepted by Ron Rivera. And then eventually head trainer, Al Bellamy, Jahan took a knee. They looked at him. He stood up, he walked over, he went to stretch it out. He got on the exercise bike after in the media room. He told a few reporters or after in the locker room, he told a few reporters that he was fine. Just a little tweak. He's going to see how it is, but, uh, to me, it looked pretty rough and he was limited in practice, of course. So uh, it was it was not the best sight I have seen today. I've seen a lot better things than Jahan Dotson grabbing his leg and coming up lame with a hamstring reaggravation, is how I would say it. It was yeah, very was-
0: of what we saw last year from Curtis Samuel when he started to come back and thought he was good. He ran kind of ran the route and you just saw it kind of like grab at him almost the same as uh what you saw today now by no means am I comparing those two injuries and that Jahan's gonna have any sort of the same rehab that that Curtis Samuel did just when Curtis was coming back and that groin would would flare up on him he would run a route and he would you could just see kind of like catch him and then the slow walk and then the meeting with the trainers and then eventually on to the uh Ashburn cycling team and, and here we are
1: yeah, I don't think it's fair to compare it with Curtis last year because Curtis was hurt all of camp, all of – it was just so nebulous and weird, and Ron screamed at me about asking about surgery. Like, this is a, a soft tissue injury with a speed guy, and you can never – I mean, as soon as the hammy was an issue, my, my worry was this is a soft tissue injury with a speed guy, and um, they're going to officially label him questionable, I'm sure, and it's great. He said he'll be fine, just needs to rest it. I, I I immediately lean towards he ain't playing this week. And I, I'd be happily proved wrong, but soft tissue injury with a speed guy. I'll say it again.
3: Yeah, my lean is that way as well, we'll find out on Friday. Uh, probably the official designation, but you can see the video that John kind of tweeted. He reaches for the ball, has to just expand his gait a little bit. And as soon as he put that leg down, there's a, a bit of a twinge, a snap, whatever you want to call it not encouraging in the least. Now, the only thing you can maybe – And he's only practiced
1: since Tuesday. So it's not
3: like this is like a – like it was probably – Ron
1: told me it was heavy Tuesday. Yesterday was light. So then they push a little bit today and –
3: Yeah. And look, maybe maybe him and Taylor, they've never really thrown together in a game. I don't think they did much of it in training camp. It was all Carson and Jahan. So, like – Okay, at least he's not losing Terry, someone he really, really knows. But Jahan is this team's best red zone threat, ironically, and is really, really good. Uh, you know, when you need him, he can he can catch anything. So this will be a big loss, even if the quarterback doesn't know Jahan that well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, both of you. I don't know that he's. I don't think that he's going to play. And I think that the bigger reason you don't play him is that you don't want to. If he just had a, a twinge today, you don't want him to have a. Bigger injury that's going to set him back further, and you're going to miss more games. I'd rather rest him here. You know, maybe maybe if it takes another week after that, or two weeks, whatever it may be, do it until he's back 100% and can play play full and not be not be limited at all.
3: Other injuries aside from that, John Bates and Logan Thomas were DNP, so you might be looking at another Cole Turner game. Deami Brown a DNP, so you could be down two out of four receivers. We know Heineke and Cam Sims get along pretty well. They spend a lot of time in the preseason and in the training camp. So perhaps Cam Sims has a somewhat big game, which for him is usually only two or three catches, but uh, that would be a nice way to fill in for these guys. Uh, Carson Wentz, of course, a DNP limited. Sam Cosme, he said in the locker room yesterday, Mitch was in the scrum that he's learning how to play with that big club on his left hand. And uh, Percy Butler also limited.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean... Heineke was connecting with, what's my guy's name? Mark and Michelle. Maybe yeah. it's a practice squad call up Saturday night. If, if you're down two of them. Um, did Cam Sims post something to his Instagram or something about Heineke being back? Uh, I'll take a quick or, look. Um, maybe it was a tweet. I know he did something. I'm very surprised you're, you're unaware of that. Pete. Um, that, that is Pete, Pete beat. Yeah, um, no,
3: his, his only thing that he has up right now is a question of who's better. Chris Brown or Usher, um, I, I don't see any <laughs> Heineke material, but it might've been on a story that has since disappeared. Okay. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. I thought I heard that. Um, I, I
1: wanted to do something real quick. I, I feel like we've talked so much Heineke and we're going to see what happens. We're all excited for it. Like that uh, we've been texting back and forth on the, the, Kind of how hard it is to assign how we feel about Heineke because it's like, all right, we all think there's going to be this jolt, but we're not sure it's actually going to be better. It'll just be different. But dude, I I have Jalen Hurts on the bench this week because um, they have a bye week, and I picked up Taylor Heineke as my as my streaming quarterback. So buckle up, world. Um you
0: about about what Heineke may be, you're showing a little bit of a little bit of faith in him.
1: I know. I, I'm aware. I'm um, I'm a. I'm a Taylor,
3: Mark, what can I say? I'm not Pete level, but I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I almost melted when he gave his press conference yesterday. JP and Mitch could both tell I was I was paying attention very closely, you, but JP like, was not you, quite you at that. Giggling like a school girl, too. Yeah, yeah, he made one joke, and he, and I laughed, and then I said, wow, I laughed way too hard at that. Like It's like I need to rein it in.
1: Yeah. Um, did you guys see the Cooley thing? I want to touch on that briefly.
3: I saw Phillip's tweet about it, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um,
1: So Chris Cooley has been added to, they now, it was 70, then it became 80. Now it's the 90 greatest Redskins or Washington football players. Um, And Cooley, maybe I'll I'll find the quote, so I'm not paraphrasing, but um, this was via Sheehan's podcast. Um, Cooley said, I'm very appreciative of being voted in. At this point, I don't have a lot of desire to be involved with the Washington commanders. Um, I think most of our listeners will understand that there's a, a lot to this. This is not like a simple decision and a lot has transpired over probably the whatever it is two or three years since Chris has been kind of not involved with the organization. I can't say I'm surprised. I, it just sucks, man. Coolie's such a huge fan favorite. He was really good for this team for a while. Like I'm friends. I think all three of us are probably say we're friends with him. Um, it just sucks. I, I can't say I don't understand it. He said before that you know when the team changed its name and jerseys and everything, it was it had a way more powerful impact than he expected. Um, I don't have a
3: lot to say. I just kind of wanted to put it out there and say that it sucks. It sucks, and this is going to be a big weekend for the team. It's their alumni weekend. So while Chris isn't there, they're touting that a bunch of players are there. There's going to be multiple kind of ceremonies. There's going to be a, a faux Super Bowl parade around the stadium. So like we always get on this team for screwing up in these types of scenarios. Let's hope that names are spelled right. The, the, the halftime celebration is done appropriately because we'll all be watching Hawkeye. And with some of the issues this team has had recently with Sean Taylor and uh, the 90 greatest, like just that whole rollout was a bit of a mess. Um, let's, let's make sure they're on their P's and their Q's. I don't know why those are the letters that are chosen for that phrase, but they better be on both the P's and the Q's.
0: It sucks that Cooley's not going to be there. Obviously, a lot has gone down, like JP said. Uh, To me, this week, this it's it's kind of a joke that the team does a quote-unquote homecoming weekend. You know, just that's not really like the most NFL thing in the world, but it is very cool seeing all those guys uh, come back and getting a chance to talk to dudes that you covered and and guys that that we watched growing up and play. And so, regardless, it's going to be it's going to be a cool weekend to see to see a bunch of uh, faces we haven't seen in in a couple years now.
1: Yeah, it does. In some way, and I, I imagine this is very unintended, but it 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 seems a lot more hollow with the name change. It was one thing when they were the Washington Football Team, but like you roll Gary Clark out there, like not a commander, never was, you know what I mean? Like I rooted for Gary Clark in a Redskins jersey when I was nine years old. Like it just, I don't know, it just feels different. I doubt I'm the only person that has that reaction, but what are they supposed to do? You got to move forward. It's your organization. So I I don't know what the right answer is, Um, but it sucks. uh, Chris won't be there. Um, I want to keep this going because we have a Heineke interview that I think is really good that people are going to enjoy. I wanted to highlight Pete with a funny piece of content a good piece of content he had this list of quotes from Terry McLaurin and then later said what quarterback he was talking about um if you haven't checked it out I tweeted it out I'm sure Pete tweeted it out a hundred times um it's good and it just is ultimately such a disturbing look at how many passers McLaurin has had to work with um and I just, I know that he'll get the ball a lot more this week. I think I saw something like 20, nearly 25%, one in four of Taylor's passes go to Terry. So if you're paying attention, maybe look at some Terry props. Um, I'd like them this week.
3: Yeah. It's uh, the the story has eight quotes. Um, the quarterbacks can be repeated, which I should have said in the story. But no matter whether he's talking about Case Keenan, Kyle Allen, uh, Fitzpatrick, Wentz, he can always find something nice to say. Oftentimes it's far too nice. And it's a, it's another way to look at Terry's constant conundrum. He's heading towards the Santana Moss route, might even be racing by Santana in terms of just not being wasted because he's still playing well, but like what more could he do if he was in a much more stable situation, which we've asked about a thousand players in this franchise, but Terry having to, you know, go back to Heineke like four different times already in his career. It's upsetting. Thank you, JP. That was kind. And for reading it on the radio show.
1: No, that was fun. Um, a couple of tweets I wanted to point out, just for being pretty strong, I think. Um, this is from, I love my wife, RNB7697. He said... burner. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it said, this is about Cooley not showing up. Um, the fact that this team is trying to celebrate 90 after a forced name change is tone deaf. Lay low for five years on the history stuff until the wounds hill until the wounds heal but dan and company have never learned how to read the room the name isn't six months old and you want former redskins to show up i get that it's the 90th anniversary but that actually kind of makes some sense just chill I people get totally to totally Talk-
0: you, listen like the, the change has happened it's there get over it um, you, the, the more that you don't embrace the past the more you're going to upset the folks who care enough about it to to want to embrace it you, you got to, you got to continue with, 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 with business as you go. And it's the 90th year. They've been doing this thing every 10 years, keep it up. And it's going to be a cool way to connect to, to the, to the past. I I think that this is a perfect bridge time to, to do something that is Redskins, Washington football commanders to remind commanders fans of the good times. And, you know, all that, all that stuff, bridge the gap there. I, I think that, People who are upset about this are just being cranky.
3: I think that's fair too. I wasn't necessarily taking that side. I just thought it was interesting. I think the best way to celebrate the 90th anniversary would be for Montez Sweat to strip sack Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter since he's wearing number 90.
1: I think that for sure. I also think they got to stop with this. Like in 10 years, are they going to roll out the hundredth? Like at some point, right. The Pittsburgh Steelers probably don't have a hundred greatest Steelers list. Like you got to chill. <laughs> There's not yeah, always somebody they, else they, to have.
3: <laughs> they uh especially they need to slow down. the last 20 years right yeah the, the um, cupboard is empty
1: all right i want to get this into our game predictions then um what do we got here this is a tweet from oof skins that i put in the group thread it said mm-hmm. i feel fans are just trying to create excitement with heineke because the season has been abysmal there has been little hope and it's a way to be positive until he loses the franchise has been so bad with snyder it's Way to find enjoyment, even if for a few days. I think Heineke's super likable. He's mm-hmm. going to run around, provide some excitement, some energy. I don't think he's that far off.
3: I agree with that one more than the change in the name or whatever. I, uh, I I feel a little personally attacked because that tweet, it's a little too close to home, so I'm just going to ignore it and let Mitch chime in, and then we can do our game preview.
0: <laughs> 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 I love the idea. I think it's good. I, I don't know how much merit there is to
3: it, but let's get to our game for this. All, All right. Give we, us some can numbers, do, we can do we can do over unders first. Um, passing props. Taylor Heineke yards listed at 221 and a half. Weirdly enough, Rogers is only at 234 and a half. So that tells you where Green Bay is at right now. Um, Mitch. Why don't you lead us off? And by the way, I just want to do a quick reset of the standings. Let me pull up my little Excel sheet here that Mark helps with. I'm 11 and 7 with two wins in over-unders. Mitch is 9 and 9 with one win. JP is 7 and 11, ironically, his favorite store with one win in over-unders. Mitch, Heineke, 221.5.
0: Heineke, 221.5. I'm going to go, I think it's a very good number. I think he's just barely going to sneak over it. Give me over 221 and a half.
3: As I said, the Dotson loss will really, really hurt, but Heineke and him just have not had the experience together. So as long as he's got Terry, as long as he's got McKissick and Gibson, I think he's going to have enough weapons. Having said that, I think there's going to be an emphasis on running the football, yada, yada, blah, blah. So I'll go under Heineke, even though I love him this week as an injection to the lineup.
1: I'm going under. He averaged 214 a game last week, last year. Uh, to me, that gives me seven yards of value going under.
0: He threw for 270 last year against against Green Bay, just as a point of contention on the other side. Yeah, You're very contentious.
3: Um, all right, do we want to do straight-up Brian Robinson? Do we want to do running back rush yards, or do we want to do Taylor Heineke rush yards?
1: He threw for 120 against the Giants if we're getting contentious. not playing the Giants are they
3: (laughs) um let's do uh let's just do Robinson B Rob is at 53 and a half um he certainly gets a lot of carries we haven't seen the efficiency yet of course his career is only two games old I think there's more to him than the than the yards per carry he's got right now I love Brian Robinson going over this number I think it's a smashable Brian Robinson over for me
0: I'm going to go under uh, the 53-and-a-half. Um, the Green Bay Packers, as even though they they haven't been good, give up the fewest, uh, fewest opposing team plays on offense uh, of any team in the NFL. So I don't know that the commanders are going to run up a ton of plays here, and they are going to work in. Um, I think they love the way that things worked with uh, Antonio Gibson in the second half, and they're going to try and kind of replicate that a little bit earlier. So I don't know that. Brian Robinson is going to get quite as much quite as much of the carry share as he did uh,
3: against the Bears. So I think under 53 and a half.
1: I'll go over. I think they'll get
3: a ton of carries. I also think he might pop one for 20, 25. He, he had along of, I think, 18 in Chicago. It might have been 16. Gibson had 18. I hear you, Mitch. There's going to be more of a mix. But this coaching staff has said that a bunch, and there's a lot of times where they aren't able to pull it off. So Robinson, over for me. All right, last one. Do we want to do – Terry, do we want to do? Can I make a quick comment?
1: Yeah, please. We love the roller coaster index and pointing out Carson's volatility. <laughs> I kind of
3: think we should do a roller coaster index for Taylor. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, three flat, two and a half, three and a half. Pick your number. I think it's either two and a half or three. I think it's one of those as well. All right, and you can call a push. Let's call it. You can do a push too. Okay, so three is the number, and you can call a push if you want. Yes. All right. And rushing touchdowns, of course, count for Taylor too.
0: I'm gonna yeah, go. For sure. I'm gonna
3: go under the three. I think
0: uh, this this as a touchdown and a pick and a Brian Robinson touchdown as well. So he's only gonna get to two. Keep giving me up. All
3: right. I'm at push one throwing, one running, one fumble. I'll go
1: push. I like two touchdowns and a pick.
3: Excellent. Yeah. Uh, his interception percentage last year was 3%. So basically, if he throws about 32 balls, 33 balls this Sunday, math will tell you that one of them is going to get picked off. All right. A hundred um, chips. On. I want to read them real quick.
1: Okay. Football outsiders just saw the street. Carson went so far in 2022, 30th in DYAR and minus 19 DVOA. Heineke last year. DVOA was minus 5.7, and he was 22nd in DYAR. Those aren't good numbers. Let's be clear about that,
3: but they're better than Carson this year. Carson, the more and more uh, we separate ourselves from how he played, um, we're going to realize just how dreadful it was. It really was ugly. Um, For me, we also got to see Heineken on the field without Brandon Scherf. I think. This is a deep cut for my 100 chips. I'm going all 100 chips on Robert Tanyan over 33 and a half receiving yards. He had 10 catches last week without Randall Cobb. Um, When Randall Cobb's not in, they have no slot option, so they had Tanyan line up in the slot a bunch. And while Tanyan's a big dude and he's not making catches down the field, if you get a bunch of targets from Aaron Rodgers, you're going to fly over 33 and a half. This is one of my favorite bets on the entire slate. And if I had more than 100 chips, I'd put it on this play tanyan over 33 and a half
0: well it's funny people when we were doing our gambling video that's the bet that i was looking at also Tanya over yards turns out the commanders are top five in the nfl with defending tight ends yeah and theoretically as you think about this team you wouldn't think that's the case because linebacking play isn't their strength but i think might be the fact that the secondary gives up so many opportunities that quarterbacks aren't targeting don't have to target that tight end underneath quite as often and that might be the reason, but the fact that Tanya is going to
3: be lining up in the slot a little bit more I, yeah. is a little bit more compared to that. So, yeah, I think he it. just plays as a de facto receiver um, and and gets to feast in that way.
1: Can you guys I hear me? My AirPods are stuck.
3: Yeah, you look. Where the hell did you pull those out of? Nineteen seventy four. He's about to sit all night making marketing
0: calls for some <laughs> diet company, diet weight loss company.
3: Are your jeans assistant. fitting a little too snugly? this? Well,
1: yeah. Shut up. We got to go. Um, okay.
3: What was Mitch's? Sorry, I was has not uh,
0: right. Quarterback rushing yards I hit with uh last week with in Chicago, I'm going to go Heineke, all 100 chips over the 10 and a half uh, rushing yards.
3: It's been bumped up to 13 and a half. Are you okay with that?
0: Sure, you can bump it up to 23 and a half and I still take
1: it, but I won't
0: the, 13 and a half. Is
1: your I I'll be annoying. I'm going to Pete loves the commanders. Can't stop talking about it. And is taking Robert Tanya pass yards. Um, right. I also want Heineke, but I'm going to take the points. What, what is it? is five? Give it to me a five. I'm going to negotiate. Nine. I want Four it. At five.
3: I'm the only one taking it. I want it at five. Does that work in Vegas? When you just go, up to I'll, the pay, I'll pay extra juice. It's okay. We'll give it to you straight up at five. All right. Uh, lastly, Benjamin. I'm Betts. going half and half Heineke and Commanders. Heineke rush yards. Yeah. Okay. Um, that sounds good. That's our first split chips play of the season. We used to do that all the time. Coming Last from year. me who complained about it. Yeah. Correct. How, how ironic. Um, all right. And lastly, the Benjamin bet. Look, a couple of stats for you real quick. Aaron Rodgers has only completed 29.6% of his deep balls this year. Passes of 20 yards or more in the air. Last year, he was 42%. He has no one really to throw to deep. That offensive line is not as bad as Washington's, but certainly there for the taking. I think it's a big game for John Allen, Derron Payne, and we all know how I feel about Taylor. I think Washington wins 26-14. to 14. I also think
0: Washington wins, but I think it's a little bit uglier than that. I got nineteen sixteen
1: commanders. We're all, We're all just betting I, against Rodgers. I just want to be a quick – Uh, wet blanket here. We're all betting against Aaron Rodgers when he is going to know that he is playing against the commanders on homecoming. It's not going to take a lot for somebody to let Aaron Rodgers know that he's been scheduled for homecoming. Hmm. I can't stress enough that I think they should rename this thing, Alumni Weekend, whatever you want to do, but nobody cares about my suggestions. Um, I got the Packers winning 23-20.
3: All right, so cover but a loss
1: cover but a loss
3: okay um, um, time for Taylor yeah let's go to Taylor and JP you'll love this interview and uh, a lot of good tidbits in there and then we'll talk to you on Sunday afternoon slash evening from an undisclosed location inside of the greatest stadium in the world at Field. I hope this podcast gets to all the places it's supposed to Pete I hope so too because I am so damn tired yeah. of that
2: Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921 Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection and service, check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes, check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections, check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Horseman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together.
1: Back as QB one, Taylor Heineke. Thank you for talking with me. Um, how does this feel? Because you've seen this. This is your third season starting an NFL game for the Washington organization, and they've all come in different situations. How does this one feel?
4: Uh, uh, very similar to last year. Uh, again, you know, I was I was deemed uh, backup last year to, to Fitzpatrick, and unfortunately, he went down. Uh, we have no halt how that went last year. And then you know, same thing this year. Um, it's unfortunate that Carson that happened to Carson, especially his own offensive lineman on the helmet there and uh, you know, hoping for a speedy recover, recovery for him. But you know, I'm excited. Um, i, pre- I prepared all year for this opportunity uh, just in case it were to pop up. And, and now here we are. So uh, I get to go against my you know childhood favorite team, Packers, um, at home. It's going to be really exciting. Do
1: you go back and watch the tape from playing the Packers last year at Lambeau? and what can you do different?
4: Yeah, so uh, we went back and watched the film, and we actually played a really good game. We just couldn't punch it in when we got in the red zone. Uh, I think there was I think there was three times right there where we got down inside the five and just couldn't punch it in, and I think we had a, a field goal blocked as well. So, um, you know, if we can just finish drives and finish the end zone, I, I like our chances. But, again, you know, it's, it's just up to us. Go execute the game plan. Um, don't turn the ball over, and we'll see what happens.
1: Did you rewatch the goal line play? In yeah. Day last year? Yeah. Thoughts?
4: I don't know what I was thinking, man. Um, You know, I had an easy run-in right there. I think at the time when I was playing, I just felt like, you know, they were coming trying to hit me right before I got in. But, um, you know, watching the film the last couple days, you know, I kind of just walked in and, um, yeah, it still haunts me. But I did get my Lambo leap in. Unfortunately, it didn't count. But, um, you know. It was a good leap. Yeah, we we move on.
1: (laughs) What's more important for this week's game is watching that film from last year or watching the Packers' the last two weeks against the Jets and the
4: Giants? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, it's the same defense, um, and we did a lot of good things against them last year. So, you know, there's some, some things to learn from in that tape, but, again, you know, they have some different personnel this year. Um, they will like do a couple things differently. Um, so, yeah, you know, a little bit of a mix of both. Um, but, you know, I feel like we have a good game plan, and, again, it's all about us going out there and executing.
1: How different is, is maybe your opportunity this year with it looks like Jahan could be out there, Uh, You'll have Brian Robinson in the backfield, maybe some different pieces on the offensive line as well. Like you're watching last year, but this is not the same group.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I feel like we have uh, some some different weapons this year. Like you said, Jahan Curtis is going to be out there. Uh, We won't have—I don't know if we'll have Logan or um, not—but you know we have some young tight ends that can that can make plays on balls. So uh, and and B Rob has shown flashes of being great. So um, you know I'm excited for it. You know the offensive line's pumped up. It's going to be a good challenge for them. so, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to go out there and play with the guys.
1: Beyond everything else that's different, you basically were an NFL starter all of last season. You started 15 games. There were highs. The fans love you. There were lows. I mean, this is pro football, it's a tough business. Mm-hmm. How are you different now?
4: Uh, I think the biggest thing is just the experience. Uh, I think the more rip- reps you get uh, in game, you know, especially starting 15 games, you just start to become more comfortable. The game kind of slows down for you. Um, so again, like going in training camp this year, I felt more comfortable um, and, and more confident, and I think that's that's the biggest thing from last year. Um, you know, I've, I've worked on my arm strength, I've worked on my footwork, stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing is is that experience. Uh, you kind of know what what you need to do to win games, what not to do uh, to lose games, and um, so I'll say that's the biggest thing.
1: You've you've been with offensive coordinator Scott Turner in a number of stops. Carolina here now for. Know, three seasons, more or less, two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. Is there a point where you just know the offense? Like, can you know more about the offense, or do you just know the offense?
4: Pretty much know the offense. It's kind of like a second language to me. Um, you know, and the cool thing too is, like, when we draw some some new stuff up, I kind of know understand what he's trying to get at. Um, so that's the cool thing between me and Scott. You know, we've been together for six years now. Um, I understand his thought process a lot. You know, behind a lot of plays and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, we, we have a good relationship and uh, we can kind of bounce things off each other. So, you know, I'm very comfortable in this offense. And again, I've been been in it for six years.
1: Uh, Terry McLaurin was just talking about you mm-hmm. in the locker room. And he said, Taylor's a guy that you, you can't measure him by size or arm strength. It's about all of the intangible things on the field. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel when your guys, receivers, the, the guys in your locker room feel that way about
4: you? It's huge. Um, again, you know, I've heard. You're not tall enough, you're, you don't have a strong enough arm for the longest time. And um, me personally, I know that. You know, I'm a shorter quarterback and I don't have a rocket arm like Carson does. Um, but there's a couple things that, that I do that I feel like adds to my game. Um, and, you know, what I tell those receivers is like, hey, listen, you know, I know Carson throws great balls and he can get it to you down the field and stuff like that. But, um, you know, just stay alive for me. There's, there's some things I can do, extend the plays with my feet, stuff like that. Just always stay alive. I'm going I'm to try and give you guys a shot. So. Um, you know, hopefully those guys have a lot of confidence in me. I know I have a lot of confidence in them. And, again, just go out there and execute.
1: How exciting is it to get to do it at this stage of a season where you need some dubs? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're coming in. Last year was you were playing week one, and then week two you got the start, you got the win. This year you're coming in in a hole, mm-hmm. and, and, and need this team needs to stack some victories.
4: Yeah. You know, I tried and tell a lot of the guys on the team is last year you know, we were two and four. Or no, two and six. Yeah. Uh, we were two and six, and it, it looked really bad there for a little bit. We won four straight, and we're right there back in the playoff line. Um, we're two and four right now. I think we have a better roster. I think we have a lot more weapons on both sides of the ball. And uh, we're, we're not two and six. We're two and four, and there's still a lot of football to be played. So, um, you know, that's why I try and tell those guys, you know, just keep keep battling. It, it could turn at any second. Um, and I think that play that Juice made against, you know, that last play of the game. Um, that's one of those plays that kind of turns the whole season around. Um, you know, big, you know, big four down stop right there inside the five yard line uh, it gives a lot of a lot of people the confidence, and uh, hopefully we can just turn it around and build off that.
1: I like to do this exercise called "should" and "will," Okay. Um, because there's what should happen and what will happen, and those aren't always the same, mm-hmm. right? So, what should you do differently as quarterback of the Commanders this season?
4: I think protect the ball. A lot better. Um, I think I had what 16 picks last year. Um, you know that's not acceptable. Was 15. 15. Again, you know that's not acceptable either. And uh, so if I if we can keep the ball in our hands, especially down there in the red zone, you know if we if we keep the ball in our hands, score, and if we don't score, get a field goal. Um, you know that's just points. That's that's a lot of points. So again, you know it, it, the worst way, the the easiest way to lose a game is turn the ball over. And um, if we can cut that out, I think we'll be fine. What will you? that um that's 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 what, we're, what i'm really striving for for give the ball to those playmakers let them do their thing um again does that
1: change who you are at all if you if you're perhaps more focused on protecting the football
4: i don't think so um it's more of like a controlled aggressiveness um i still gotta be aggressive i gotta you know you know throw those those shots at some they're like ooh great um but at the same time there's some balls where it's like you know, there's probably someone else open. Um, if my first read's not there, don't try and fit it in there. Uh, find your back. Let's, let's let's move on. Live to see another day. So, uh, there's de- there's definitely a fine line right there, and that's what I've been working on.
1: Been a lot of injuries to the offensive line. Some guys are coming back. Um, Carson was taking a beating out there. Mm-hmm. Can your mobility help in some situations? And and how do you balance that with the need to stay in the pocket maybe make some throws?
4: Yeah, You know, you hear a lot of things throughout the the weeks. Hey, he needs to use his legs more, stuff like that. And and quite honestly, no one really knows what it's like back there. Um, So I'm not going to speak on that. All I know is, you know, it's it's easy to sit on your couch and say, hey, use your legs here. Um, When when bullets are flying and, and those big guys are coming after you and they're twisting up front and stuff like that, um, you know who knows what, what what you're thinking or what you're saying. So um, I would like to think that my legs can definitely help. Um, if there's an opportunity there for holes opens up and you know it's it's time for me to run, I will. Um, but again, you know those guys are working hard, and I have the utmost confidence in them to get it done.
1: Last year you were this wild card. Fitz was the plan, and hey, we got Taylor. We loved what we saw in the playoff game. But then you got to put out a body of work this year, I don't think you're a wild card. I think folks have an expectation of what they'll see from you. Do you think that expectation is accurate?
4: I do. Um, again, you start 15 games in the league, uh, you know, you, you start to put out some film to who you really are. And um, you know, there's two, three games last year where I I could have back. I don't feel like I played to my best ability. Um, there's a lot of games. I feel like I play well. So um, again, it's just building off, building off of it every day during practice, going back and seeing what I did wrong in film and, and trying to correct it. So um, I get what you're saying. Uh, and the biggest thing for me is if we, if we go out there and win, you know, who cares about the stats? Uh, that, that's, that's my biggest thing. That's, that's the biggest stat that we care about.
1: I'm going to say this, and this isn't to imply that they don't love Carson or didn't get excited with him, mm-hmm. but players in the locker room love you. They get excited for you coming on the field. Mm-hmm. What have they said? How's the vibe been this week at practice?
4: A lot of the guys are just excited to go, go see me play again. And, um, you know, it, it, you kind of see in every game there's I, – I, I feel like I just bring a different type of juice. Um, I like to have fun out there. Um, I'm super tough out there. You know, I'll take a hit and, I'll you know, I'll talk a little bit of smack. You know, it's – I'm just uh, – I feel like I'm one of the guys out there. And, um, you know, I, I do – I try and get around the, lock, the whole locker room, whether it's offensive line, defensive line, DBs, receivers, tight ends, linebackers, all those guys. I try and go around the locker room throughout the week and just kind of – you know, shoot it up with them and, and have some fun with them. So um, develop those relationships, and hopefully they have a, a lot of confidence in me, and they're rooting for me out there.
1: Is this is this round two or round three now? Four for you. You could you know argue what? round one was the Bucks playoff game. Okay. Round two. I, I don't, I'm asking what 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 round are we in?
4: I'll say we're round two. Round two. I'll say the uh, the Bucks game was a little dip your toe in the water. That so was you know, like a really preseason. Feels. Like yeah. A, like, like, exhibition. Yeah. Um, you know, round one was the start. 15 games last year and then obviously this year um, getting to start this week and, you know, maybe weeks to come. So we'll see. But i um, yeah, ready for round two. I'm ready for round two, man. I'm excited. Thank you. Yep. For reasons that I kind of understand, there's Heineken
1: fever. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off
2: the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side.
1: You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care.